Welcome to the Servative Hour, an anti-conservative movement, call-in talk radio show. I'm Brian Mary, host of the show since August of 2005. Happy anniversary. And the topic for this August 16th, 2022 is What Secrets Could the Donald have traded or sold, and the lies being told to smear the FBI. One of those telling lies, floating absurdities, is Ricketts, our governor. <coughs> From NebraskaExaminer.com, Ricketts says he wants, quote, resignations, unquote, if Mar-a-Lago raid wasn't based on a serious allegation. Well, that seems very reasonable. I mean, if the raid wasn't based on a serious allegation, then uh, wants resignations. However, that's not exactly what he's calling for, to be patient and wait to see if the raid was based on serious allegations. Anyway, this article is by Paul Hamill, August 15th, 2022, from the Nebraska Examiner, nebraskaexaminer.com. Lincoln, Governor Pete Ricketts said Monday that he wants, quote, more transparency, unquote, from the FBI and Department of Justice about the decision to search former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Quote, In my opinion, it ought to be pretty serious to take the unprecedented step of raiding a former president's residence, Ricketts said. Well, as I say, that seems fairly sensible. Next section. section. Garland, Ray, should resign. If it's not, the Republican governor said, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray should resign. Quote, This better be pretty serious, Ricketts said. The governor was asked about the raid during a press conference Monday on a different topic. Ricketts said he wants to see the affidavit that supported the search warrants that were approved by a Florida judge affidavits that the Justice Department has asked to remain sealed because of an ongoing investigation. Well, now, that's a lot different than wanting to have it be shown that there's justification for the search. That would be asking for the affidavit to be made public which would compromise the investigation and intimidate the witnesses as well as future potential witnesses, which, of course, is exactly what Team Trump would love to have happen, have the investigation compromised. No, no, Governor Pete, that's not... What was the headline again? if Mar-a-Lago raid wasn't based on a serious allegation, we already know 
that there's definite proof just in the warrant that there were serious allegations and presence of things taken which would be crimes. <coughs> Politically motivated, that's a quote from Ricketts, he said that both the FBI and Department of Justice have had, quote, a recent track record, unquote, of, quote, appearing to be politically motivated, unquote. Oh, well, what's his evidence for that? Ricketts cited the handling of the Steele dossier, which alleged a conspiracy between the Trump campaign in 2016 and the Russians, allegations that were later discredited. No, they weren't. And the handling of the affair involving Hillary Clinton and her use of a private email server while she was Secretary of State. But her emails. Last week, Nebraska's three U.S. House members, all Republicans, said they wanted more oversight over the actions of the Department of Justice. And that's the end of that article. <clears throat> can be found under the headline, Ricketts says he wants, quote, resignations, unquote, if Mar-a-Lago raid wasn't based on a serious allegation. However, what I really want to go into is his uh, citing of the handling of the Steele dossier, which alleged a conspiracy between the Trump campaign in 2016 and the Russians, Allegations that were uh, later discredited. Well, some weren't verified, but most of the allegations were actually not discredited. However, about that, it wasn't the Steele dossier. It was George Papadopoulos drunk blabbing to an Australian diplomat about how Russia was going to help the Trump campaign that started the investigation. And Paul Manafort, campaign director for a Putin puppet president in Ukraine, before they threw him out of there, he came here to direct the Donald's presidential campaign. And while doing that, he gave 75 pages of RNC insider polling data to Russian military intelligence... And you can, you know, if you care to look that up, that would be just looking up uh, Manafort, Ukraine, M-A-N-A-F-O-R-T, and Ukraine. And that will take you there to all of what you can't possibly know and still say that there was no Russian collusion. Now, uh, the Donald's deep in debt... And, of course, the more Trumpy you are, the more you love Putin and hate the West. So do you think he might uh, sell out our intelligence sources uh, just to uh, save himself from, uh, oh, the $900 million in loans he owes that come due in 2024? Or to return favors already done, being done, and to be done? This denial of... Uh, and it's their first talking point to discredit the FBI and their investigations. 
Oh, the Russian hoax shows how you can't trust them. It's so ridiculous when, well, <clears throat> let me go through a few things here. For one, the Steele dossier on wikipedia.org, uh, the Steele dossier, also known as the Trump-Russia dossier, is a controversial political opposition research report written from June to December 2016 containing allegations of misconduct, conspiracy, and cooperation between Donald Trump's presidential campaign and the government of Russia prior to and during the 2016 election campaign. Five years later, it was described as, quote, largely discredited and, quote, deeply flawed and, quote, largely unverified. However, some aspects of the dossier have been corroborated, namely that Putin favored Trump over Clinton and that several Trump campaign officials and associates had undisclosed contacts with Russians. <clears throat> However, the investigation was not based on the Steele dossier, which was uh, commissioned in uh, June of 2019. However, in... Uh, I think it was... Uh, March of 2019? Well, uh, no, May of... Oh, not, not 19, what am I saying? Uh, it was uh, in June of 2016 that the Steele dossier was commissioned. Um, but the uh, investigation couldn't have been based on that because in May of 2016 was when uh, George Papadopoulos drunk blab to the Australian diplomat about how much help the uh, Russians were going to be to the Trump campaign, which seemed like something that was, you know, the responsible thing to do to uh, investigate. <clears throat> and when they mentioned the Steele dossier, that was just to extend a warrant on Carter Page and Naughty Naughty Agent, who, when they asked if there was anything new, he didn't say, uh, this is unverified, rather he just uh, let them think it was verified, and I suppose that's not the first time that uh, an agent has, or a detective, or an officer has said, oh, sure, this uh, request for extension of a warrant is entirely based on, oh, you know, that uh, the warehouse has the cocaine in it, uh, yeah, sure, that's solid, we know it for sure, even though might be. Anyway, so bad agent for using uh, saying, okay, here's the steel dossier, so extend the warrant because we need something new to extend the warrant, but they already had the warrant going on Carter Page because Papadopoulos bragged to Australian diplomat was key factor in FBI's Russia probe dot dot report. This is from NBCnews.com <clears throat> An Australian diplomat's tip appears to have helped persuade the FBI to investigate Russian meddling in the U.S. election and possible coordination with the Trump campaign, the New York Times reported. And this is from December 31, 2017. Washington. An Australian diplomat's tip appears to have helped persuade the FBI to investigate Russian meddling in the U.S. election and possible coordination with the Trump campaign, 
the New York Times reported Saturday. Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos told the diplomat Alexander Downer during a meeting in London in May, 19, in May 2016 that Russia had thousands of emails that would embarrass Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton, the report said. Downer, a former foreign minister in Australia's top and is Australia's top diplomat in Britain. Australia passed the information on to the FBI after the Democratic emails were leaked, according to the Times, which cited four current and former U.S. and foreign officials with direct knowledge of the Australians' role. <coughs> Quote, The hacking and the revelation that a member of the Trump campaign may have had inside information about it were driving factors that led the FBI to open an investigation in July of 2016, the newspaper said. White House lawyer Ty Cobb declined to comment, saying in a statement that the administration is continuing to cooperate with the investigation. Uh, oh, well, that was during the time of the, uh, yeah, when uh, the Donald was in, in power. And they were not cooperating with the investigation. They were obstructing justice every way they could. Uh, Papadopoulos has pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI and is a cooperating witness, sort of cooperating. And he was later pardoned by the Donald, of course. Uh, court documents unsealed two months ago show he met in April 2016 with Joseph Mifsud, a professor in London, who told him about Russia's cache of emails. This was before the Democratic National Committee became aware of the scope of the intrusion into its email systems by hackers later linked to the Russian government. Anyway, that article continues on. So, yeah, it was uh, George Papadopoulos, uh, uh, Trump campaign uh, foreign policy advisor, he got around, uh, drunk blabbing to an Australian diplomat of that uh, Russia was going to help the Trump campaign with lots of stolen emails, thousands of them, he said. <clears throat> then, that nothing came of the Russia probe... That's another lie. All of Robert Mueller's indictments and plea deals in the Russia investigation. This is from Vox.com. From December 17th, 2019 by Andrew Prokop. Special counsel Robert Mueller's team indicted, indicted or got guilty pleas from 34 people and three companies during their lengthy investigation. That group is composed of six former Trump advisors, 26 Russian nationals, three Russian companies, one California man, one London-based lawyer, and uh, and if you also count investigations that Mueller originated but then referred elsewhere in the Justice Department, you can add, can add a plea deal from one more person to that list. It's a sprawling set of allegations encompassing both election interference charges against overseas Russians and various other crimes by American Trump advisors. However, because witnesses lied and destroyed evidence, was not able to bring charges against uh, the Trump administration itself. Just people who worked for Trump. And the people who, uh, the full list of Mueller indictments and plea deals, uh, George Papadopoulos, Paul Manafort, you just heard me talking about them, Rick Gates, Michael Flynn, uh, 
13 Russian nationals and three Russian companies, uh, including the Internet Research Agency, the Russian troll farm, uh, Richard Pinedo, a California guy who helped with the Russians uh, and what they were doing, and uh, Alexander van der Zwan, the London lawyer, Konstantin Kalimnik, the Russian agent who took the information from Paul Manafort and gave it to Russian military intelligence because he's a Russian military intelligence agent. Twelve Russian GRU officers uh, charged with crimes, uh, Michael Cohen, Roger Stone, and uh, Sam Patton, and uh, anyway, so... uh, the idea that uh, Russia, Russia, Russia was not confirmed, confirmed, confirmed as a hoax, 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 and an exoneration hallucination in itself. And they keep telling that lie to get people to uh, hate and mistrust the FBI, uh, the Department of Justice, and uh, well, it's not the end of the lies. Let me go through some more. I mentioned Paul Manafort from a Wonket.com article from August 19th, 2020 by Evan Hurst. It's Manafort. It's always been Manafort, and the Senate Intel Committee seems to agree. And it starts out, <clears throat> Holy Mother of God, the GOP-controlled Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, the SSCI, has finally dropped the long-awaited fifth installment of its report on the Russian attack on the 2016 election, the one that focuses on the Trump campaign's cahooting, collusion, and conspiracy with the Russian government. It is, well, it is a thing. Short version, they did it. No matter what uh, blank committee chair GOP Senator Marco Rubio says about, quote, Uh, The committee found absolutely no evidence that then-candidate Donald Trump or his campaign colluded with the Russian government to meddle in the 2016 election, end quote. Yeah, well, blank you, we can read. It's uh, 966 pages long, and uh, let's see, let me skip down here. Okay, the SSCI... Senate Select Committee on Intelligence a report is uh, quite clear about Manafort, the Trump campaign chair who came out of no- nowhere, actually the arms of a Russian oligarch, obviously, to run the Trump, cam- the Trump campaign for free, who it sure has always seemed was the intersection point between Russia and Trump's hilariously unlikely inside straight in the exact Rust Belt states that he needed to win. We knew Manafort had been giving Trump campaign polling data about the Rust Belt to his old business associate, Russian and Ukrainian national, Konstantin Kalimnik, who most likely gave it to Manafort's former Russian oligarch boss, Oleg Deripaska, who is so close to Vladimir Putin, he might as well be one of Putin's actual Russian uh, butt hairs. And after that, it... uh, spend a lot of question marks. Uh, The report confirms elsewhere that Manafort's earlier job for Deripaska was doing, quote, influence operations, unquote, which were directed by the Kremlin. Uh, So one might assume, uh, yeah. Anyway, so Manafort, and it's a fairly long article with uh, lots of information in it, but there's other stuff to get to, so I will just move on. 
Now, another person smearing the FBI with absurdities is uh, Chuck Grassley from Newsweek.com uh, by Catherine Fung on uh, July 26th, 2022. Key points from Chuck Grassley letter accusing FBI of Hunter Biden cover-up. Senator Chuck Grassley is accusing the FBI of covering up Hunter Biden's alleged financial alleged criminal financial activity by purposely launching a campaign to discredit any negative information about the president's son. On Monday, Grassley wrote a letter to the FBI director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland saying that, quote, highly credible whistleblowers, unquote, have come forward alleging widespread misconduct by both federal agencies over the handling of derogatory information about Biden in the months leading up to the 2020 election. <clears throat> Quote, The volume and consistency of these allegations substantiate their credibility and necessitate this letter, the Republican, the Iowa Republican wrote. He demanded that Ray and Garland turn over a series of documents and records so Congress can perform an independent review of the alleged misconduct. The letter is the latest development in the senator's efforts to bring attention to the probe into Biden's business dealings. Uh -huh. The president's son has been the subject of a federal investigation run by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware since 2018 over concerns that his financial and business practices potentially involved money laundering and violated U.S. tax laws during his father's time as vice president. <clears throat> In his letter, Grassley also said, quote, If these allegations are true and accurate, the Justice Department and the FBI are and have been institutionally corrupted to their very core to the point in which the United States Congress and the American people will have no confidence in the equal application of the law, end quote. Grassley, who serves as the top Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee, named two FBI agents in the letter, FBI Supervisory Intelligence Analyst Brian Otten and Assistant Special Agent in Charge Timothy Thibault. The senator alleged that Austin opened an assessment in August 2020, which was used by an FBI team to, quote, improperly discredit negative Hunter Biden information as disinformation and caused investigative activity to cease. Uh-huh. Well, what's going on here is Chuck Grassley wants you to believe John Solomon and Mon Molly Hemingway for what they say they saw on hunt on the copy of the hard drive that Rudy Giuliani has that he hasn't allowed any skeptical person to see and the FBI what uh, they say is the only thing they've verified is that uh, Hunter Biden is under investigation for unreported unreported income, which he has already paid the taxes on. He said, sorry, I didn't uh, report that. Here's the money for the taxes. Now I wait to hear what penalty there might be. And uh, possible Foreign Agent Registry Act violations. Uh, no kickback for the big guy. Uh, no investigation of Joe Biden. And also, uh, since all this stuff gets mixed up together, the allegations, where they come from, uh, the FBI said Tony Bobolinsky didn't have what he claimed he had on his cell phones. Uh, 
and the uh, computer shop repair guy, uh, John Paul Mac Isaac, gave conflicting statements to uh, investigators. And uh, then uh, has refused to answer more any more questions. Let me see if I can find it on. Oh, well, I can read more detail on John Mac Isaac and why you might want to doubt what he has to say. But however, if you wanted to read more in detail about all that, there's a uh, a story on the Washington Post titled. <clears throat> The Forgotten and Ignored Context for the Hunter Biden Laptop Story. That's in the Washington Post. And then uh, there's uh, from PolitiFact.com, Tony Bobulinski, Hunter Biden and China, an explainer, in which uh, the FBI says, uh, no, Tony Bobulinski, what he says he has on his uh, those cell phones of his, he does not have as concerns these uh, supposed texts about uh, kickbacks for the big guy and all that does not exist. Let's see, what else here? Okay, so Grassley, he's the oldest senator being used to uh, further the hoax uh, of this, uh, well, from wikipedia.org concerning the Hunter Biden laptop controversy under the section Ukraine material. It says... Uh, Material similar to the alleged hard drive contents was reportedly circulating in Ukraine during 2019. One individual interviewed by Time magazine stated that he had been approached in late May 2019, and a second person stated that he had been approached in mid-September. The seller, according to the second individual, wished to sell compromising information about Hunter Biden to Republican Party allies of Donald Trump for $5 million. Quote, I walked away from it because it smelled awful, he told Time. Igor Novikov, a former advisor to the Ukrainian president and a disinformation researcher, said that the market for compromat damaging material had been very active in the past year in reaction to political events in the United States. With political operatives rushing to respond to Giuliani's call for dam- damaging information on the Bidens. Novikov characterized the materials available on the market as, quote, extremely hard to verify, yet a very easy to fake, unquote. On October 19th, Ukrainian legislator Andrel Durkech posted on social media that he had a second Hunter Biden laptop, stating, quote, uh, the facts confirming international corruption are stored on a second laptop. These are not the last witnesses or the last laptop. <clears throat> Dirk Hatch had worked with Giuliani in Ukraine and was later sanctioned by the United States Treasury Department for his involvement in Biden disinformation. The Treasury concluded Dirk Hatch had been an active Russian intelligence agent for over a decade. Lev Parnes told Politico that Giuliani had been told about compromising material regarding Hunter Biden on May 30th, 2019, during a visit with uh, Vitaly Prus. Prus was an associate of Burisma founder Mykola Zlochetsky, who was then being investigated for corruption by Ukraine. <clears throat> All right, and then uh, have the uh, 
John Paul Mac Isaac, store owner in Hunter Biden, New York Post story identified. And this is from heavy.com, although it's mainly a reprinting of uh, Daily Beast story, but they have a paywall, so I'll just go with this. John Paul Mac Isaac, store owner in Hunter Biden, New York Post story identified. John Paul Mac Isaac is a Delaware computer repair shop owner who says he was given Hunter Biden's damaged MacBook laptop and then turned it over to the FBI and later to a lawyer for former New York City mayor and Trump ally Rudy Giuliani. The contents of the computer's hard drive is at the center of a disputed New York Post report about Biden and his father, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. <clears throat> And skipping a paragraph, Mac Isaac is a Trump supporter because, you know, it just goes through what happened. Mac Isaac is a Trump supporter, according to his social media posts and comments to reporters. He was tracked down by reporters after he gave the post a copy of what he claims it was a subpoena to appear in federal court in December 2019 for a grand jury hearing related to the MacBook. It has not been confirmed what that what that the document he gave to the Post is related to Hunter Biden or the laptop Mac Isaac says was brought to his store. The metadata in the photo of the subpoena shows it was taken at Mac Isaac's computer repair shop, Business Insider reported. <coughs> Here's what you need to know about John Paul Mac Isaac. One, Mac Isaac told reporters he has been, quote, pretty vocal about not wanting to get murdered which is why he made a copy of the supposed hard drive from Hunter Biden's MacBook. Oh, it looks like I forgot the half-hour uh, station identification. This is KZUM Lincoln and KZUM HD 89.3 FM, KZUM.org online. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Mac Isaac. Uh, <coughs> says he didn't actually see the former vice president's son drop off the MacBook at his repair shop in April 2019, but he thought it was his because it had a Bo Biden Foundation sticker on it. Bo Biden, Hunter Biden's brother, died of cancer in 2015. Mac Isaac said the laptop, which had water damage, was never picked up and no one paid for the repair costs, the Daily Beast reported. According to the Daily Beast, Mac Isaac gave conflicting stories about the MacBook during an hour-long interview with reporters on October 14th. The interview occurred after the New York Post article was published. Mac Isaac first told reporters he contacted the FBI about the contact, contents of the hard drive, but later said the FBI contacted him first, according to the Daily Beast. Mac Isaac gave a copy of the laptop's hard drive to Giuliani's lawyer, Robert Costello, after turning over the actual device to law enforcement, according to the Post. The newspaper reported Giuliani gave reporters a copy of the hard drive on October 11th. <clears throat> Mac Isaac told the Daily Beast he made a copy of the laptop's hard drive because he feared for his life after contacting law enforcement. Quote, they probably knew I had a copy because I was pretty vocal about not wanting to get murdered, so I'm going to have a copy, he 
He told reporters, according to the Daily Beast, MacIsaac referenced the debunked conspiracy theory that Democratic National Committee staffer Seth Rich was murdered because he turned over information to WikiLeaks. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't the Russians that stole the emails that uh, George Papadopoulos was bragging about they were going to be helped with. Anyway, Mac Isaac implied he turned to Giuliani to be his, quote, lifeguard during the bizarre interview, the Daily Beast reports. Mac Isaac told the Daily Beast when asked about his ties to Giuliani, quote, when you're afraid and you don't know anything about the depth of the waters that you're in, you want to find a lifeguard. The, unquote, the reporter asked if Giuliani was his lifeguard and Mac Isaac replied, quote, ah, blank. <laughs> four-letter word beginning with an S. Ah, blank, and no comment, according to the Daily Beast. Hunter Biden's lawyer, George George Messiers, told the Post about Giuliani, quote, he has been pushing widely discredited conspiracy theories about the Biden family, openly relying on actors linked to Russian intelligence. The Daily Beast said the, quote, bizarre interview, unquote, with a reporter from the news outlet and other organizations lasted more than an hour, and uh, anyway, this article, and that uh, Mac Isaac appeared nervous throughout the interview, according to the Daily Beast. And this article continues on. However, I wanted to get back to more of a response to uh, Governor Lex Luthor, uh, also known as Pete Ricketts, uh, demand that the uh, affidavit be presented, thus uh, corrupting the investigation and... Uh, scaring off any potential witnesses and allowing for intimidation of current witnesses. This article could just as easily be a response to him, but it is a response to uh, Lindsey Graham making a similar demand. Lindsey Graham, under mistaken impression, Merrick Garland gives blank what he thinks. By Evan Hurst from August 16th, 2022. Fresh off having his entire set of blanks handed to him by a judge who ruled he absolutely for sure does too have to testify in Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis's criminal investigation into Donald Trump's attempted coup in Georgia, Lindsey Graham decided to go on the TV and see if admittedly else, if somebody else could hand him his entire blanks. At least that's sure what it seems like. Graham seemed to be confused who the blank he is and who the blank Attorney General Merrick Garland is. Graham is a skin tag that lives on Donald Trump's grundle and he is a minority member of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He is not even the ranking member on the Republican side. Chuck Grassley is the ranking member. Chuck Grassley has been at the Iowa State Fair this week, uh-huh, tweeting about the butter cow. Uh, Merrick Garland is the Attorney General of the United States, the guy who had to sign off on the search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago because it sure does sound like the disgraced former loser president made off with nuclear secrets. Can't imagine why. He probably had totally innocent reasons. You uh, betcha. Rhymes with howdy, allegedly. 
And yes, the Senate Judiciary Committee technically has oversight over the Department of Justice, but if we're going to be extremely technical about it, Lindsey Graham is an absolute nobody as far as Merrick Garland is concerned right now. And if Graham hasn't noticed, uh, Merrick Garland is busy, <clears throat> which is why it's weird that Graham is going on Fox News asking to speak to Garland's manager like he's some blanking buddy, demanding to see the affidavit the Department of Justice used to explain why it needed that warrant. And, uh, and it has some quotes from him, Graham. Spoken like a true person who is still literally not the boss of Merrick Garland, but thinks he's some kind of big man because of <clears throat> whose blank he lives inside. He thinks he's powerful when he pokes his head out from behind Donald Trump, Trump's thing, and starts yapping like a chihuahua. It impresses no one. <clears throat> and the American people are sitting back with popcorn right now and dreaming of a Christmas spent in handcuffs for Donald Trump Nobody who matters is experiencing heartache or pain because the FBI visited Trump's gold-plated Roach Motel Hootenanny Wedding Hall in South Florida and removed documents that do not belong to him. Anybody experiencing, quote, heartache or, quote, pain over whatever is making Donald Trump upset today is just, say, not America's best. And what we mean by all this is blank Lindsey Graham... Uh, we should have just typed that in the first place. And, uh, yeah. The idea is to uh, compromise the investigation. And if uh, Merrick Garland won't compromise it, then uh, they want him fired. <clears throat> so, from wonket.com. Coup plotting Trump might have also had documents revealing U.S. intelligence sources. It's by Stephen Robinson, August 15, 2022. When the FBI conducted a perfectly legal search of Donald Trump's tacky Florida alligator rest home, Republicans demanded to know why the Department of Justice would dare inconvenience a former coup, coup plotting president. It turns out that the feds were retrieving classified documents Trump had stolen at the end of his term. This led to Republican hacks insisting that there's no such thing as classified documents if Trump wishes real hard. Former campaign strategist Jason Miller claimed Trump had a, quote, standing order that whatever important documents he took with him to Mar-a-Lago were instantly declassified that this seems remarkably sloppy and unsafe, it's also not entirely legal. As Graham Wood writes for The Atlantic, there, quote, are certain materials that presidents cannot classify and declassify at will. The first big one, as in Kaboom, is nuclear secrets. <clears throat> and the Washington Post revealed Thursday that the classified documents the FBI was after weren't in fact personal love letters Trump had exchanged with Kim Jong-un, but nuclear secrets which the president can't declassify, certainly not on his way out the door after a failed coup. Uh, come on, just read those last few words out loud. The Washington, uh, the other inherently classified information is the identity of spies, 
According to federal government sources, quote, documents with the potential to reveal U.S. intelligence sources, including human sources on the American government payroll, unquote, were potentially in Trump's possession. Whoops. We have to use vague terms such as potentially because the FBI and the Department of Justice can't release an itemized list of the classified data Trump stuffed in a Mar-a-Lago basement. The supposed transparency that Trump's Republican enablers demand is actually a national security risk, which they probably know and are exploiting to their advantage when spreading lies about a politically motivated, quote, witch hunt. Let's assume just for the moment that Donald Trump is a dishonest man. It should greatly concern reasonable people that he might have stolen documents containing nuclear secrets and the identity of government spies. This is valuable information, and as Wonkets noted while pointing and laughing, Trump is personally leveraged all to be damned. His business will have to pay lenders an estimated $900 million by 2024. He's not personally a Top Gun sequel, so he can't just raise that over the summer. Quote from Forbes magazine reported back in 2020. <clears throat> About half of the debt coming due from the start of 2021 to the end of 2024 is secured against assets that the president and his children own outright. He will have to pay back loans against his hotel in Washington, D.C., his golf resort in Miami, and his tower in Chicago. He'll also have to sort out the debt against Trump Tower and Trump Plaza in New York City. Trump isn't just a desperate, broke-ass former president, although that's a sufficient security risk. He also literally attempted to overthrow the duly elected government. He's a fascist wannabe autocrat with nothing but contempt for liberal democracy. We shouldn't put it past him to trade nuclear secrets and American lives with hostile foreign powers if it meant installing himself as U.S. dictator for the remainder of his miserable life. Trump is an active domestic threat, and it's time for the hammer to fall. So says this article from wonket.com, which can be found under the, under the headline, Coup Plotting Trump Might Have Also Had Documents Revealing U.S. Intelligence Sources. And it really has to do with the ideology of conservatism starts with the worship of the wealthy and powerful and contempt for the poor and weak. It goes to the ideology and philosophy as expressed by Nicola Machiavelli and uh, Friedrich Nietzsche, Anne Rand, that the superior man should not be bound by the rules made for the weak. They should tell any lie, commit any crime for the sake of power, for the world is run by power and force, and not by consent of the governed, not by the will of the sheep, but rather by the power of the wolf. And all the time, as Nicola Machiavelli said in The Prince, you should appear to be a prince of a man, a total saint, who would never tell a lie or commit a crime or even miss... Uh, 
a day of church if they could help it. <clears throat> but then later on, when it came to Frederick Nietzsche, the idea of pretending to be a good guy was kind of let go. It was uh, that the Uberman should just, uh, you know, not give a damn for the uh, regular, the Ubermensch, the Superman, should not care for the feelings of the regular kind of bench, the Undermenschen, and Ayn Rand, contempt for the weak and the poor and worship of the wealthy and the powerful. She condemned those who took Social Security as parasites when she was making money off condemning people taking Social Security as parasites. And then when she got to the age where she could take Social Security, she took Social Security because she was always following her own enlightened self-interest. But uh, what are rules? Honey Badger doesn't care. There are no rules. And first with uh, the Limbaugh show and having a platform where they could get away with telling lies and never be called on it. That was intoxicating enough. Got far enough away from reality with that. And then it became being able to get away with committing crimes and not being able to be held accountable on it. Being able to get away with telling lies and committing crimes and being a total monster and being proud of it. And all the time professing to be a total saint. Yeah, I think that describes some former president that we've known and their uh, followers and the conservative movement and uh, <clears throat> the party for which uh, they stand. All right, crazed MAGA guys keep threatening violence even after Trump calls for calm. Oh, he didn't. This is by Dr. Zoom from August 16th, 2022, from today. <clears throat> and... The FBI and the Department of Homeland Security on Friday warned that threats against federal law enforcement have sharply increased since last week's FBI search of Donald Trump's trash palace in Florida. In Pennsylvania Monday, a man from Mercer County in the northwest part of the state was charged in federal court in Pittsburgh after making multiple social media threats to kill FBI agents. Trump's own social media site, Truth Social, where the guy who tried to attack an FBI office in Cincinnati posted about his plans, remains a mess of hot garbage, including posts doxing the federal judge who signed the warrant and at least one FBI agent who purportedly took part in serving the search warrant, Rolling Stone reports. Quote, <clears throat> the information includes their purported home addresses, phone numbers, places of worship, private offices, and similar information about the men's families and junior employees, end quote. In other words, behavior that's pretty much the norm in far-right social media, but a lot more of it. FBI Special Agent Brian O'Hare, the president of the FBI Agents Association, told National Public Radio yesterday that while the agency and DHS have long issued warnings about potential threats to federal law enforcement, he couldn't, quote, recall a steady stream similar to this in the last many years, unquote, that was aimed quite so specifically and intensely at the FBI. O'Hare called on political leaders to, quote, publicly denounce violence against law enforcement unconditionally, which is precisely what Donald Trump did not, did not do in a Monday interview with Fox News host Tucker Carlson. Trump sort of pretended to, saying he'd really like to help, quote, turn down the heat 
of the national conversation and immediately reminded his flying monkey hate brigades who the bad guys are. Quote, There has never been a time like this where law enforcement has been used to break into the house of a former president of the United States, and there is tremendous anger in the country at a level that has never been seen before other than during very perilous times. End quote. So that was nice of him to help out. Trump also called the serving of the warrant a, quote, sneak attack and warned that, quote, this could get very bad very fast if the Justice Department didn't pull back before it's too late. Oh, so he wants the Justice Department to pull back before it's too late. I suppose any criminal would feel that way. Best heat turning down in the history of heat adjustment. So we're sure a sudden violent outburst of complete calm will erupt at any moment. <clears throat> Okay. Now this article is pretty good, goes on for a long ways, but I think I will uh, leave off on that. And finish up with a slight bit of good news, and it's about a Fox News host. <coughs> I can get the goes. Fox News host asked if Trump tried to sell state secrets to foreigners. So he's probably fired now. It's from August 16th, 2022 by Evan Hurst on wonket.com. And I'll just get to uh, the host. The host name is Eric Sean. And uh, here's the transcript. Quote, more questions are being raised this morning. Did former President Trump try to sell or share the highly classified material to the Russians or to the Saudis or others? Or were the documents innocently mishandled and stored because he thought he had a legal right to them? And Russia's state media already is claiming that Russian officials have seen the material, empty boasts, or has there been a leak that officials fear could pose a grave danger to the United States security? How would they get this if it's under lock and key, or was it? Because the feds apparently told them back in June that you got to put a padlock on that storage room. We don't know where this stuff was floating around. And that's all the time we have. This has been the Servative Hour. Thank you very much for listening. And good night to you all. <laughs>